If only I could lose 20 pounds, I'd feel more confident. Does that sound familiar? In this episode, we'll talk about what to do if not being able to lose weight is filling you with hopelessness and despair. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, author, and mind-body coach. And several years ago, I self-hacked my mind and my body to lose 30 pounds. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and weight loss habits, you'll also learn how to address the destructive habits and negative self-talk that lead to overeating and battles with your weight. The secret to losing weight and keeping it off is not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. If only I could lose 20 pounds, I'd feel more confident. Does that sound familiar? In this episode, we'll talk about what to do if not being able to lose weight is filling you with hopelessness and despair. Now, I have to give the disclaimer that I am not a licensed psychologist or psychotherapist. So if you're having thoughts about self-harm, I can't stress how important it is to seek help from a trained and qualified therapist. Losing weight is hard enough when you're happy, but it's even harder when you're feeling depressed. Rates of depression are higher in the obese and overweight than in people of normal weight. And while the numbers don't track each other precisely, the incidence of both obesity and depression is increasing in the U.S. Women in particular are more likely to be both overweight and depressed, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And an underlying mood disorder may be responsible for one in four cases of obesity, some researchers suggest. The presence of these two health issues presents a challenge for both people who are overweight and their medical providers. So it kind of becomes a chicken and egg scenario. Do weight problems cause people to become depressed or do people become overweight because they're depressed? While there's no definitive answer to that question, some obesity specialists say that depression and other mood disorders should be addressed before people do battle with the scale. Now, there's one important thing that you need to understand, and that's that there's no division between what you think and how your body performs. If you want to speed up your body transformation, you need to understand the mind-body connection. This involves getting to the root of your weight loss challenges. And if you don't unearth those weeds, they'll just continue to grow. Your thoughts and your emotions affect your body in many different ways. There are countless research studies that show the effects of stress on our bodies. Cortisol, which is known as a stress hormone, impacts the body in so many ways. Weight gain, fatigue, depression, sex drive, and overall mental function can be adversely affected by high levels of cortisol. Stress can even be caused by the way in which you perceive your body. Distorted beliefs that you have about yourself and your body can wreak havoc on your weight loss efforts. In the book Quantum Healing by Deepak Chopra, he talks about how some overweight people actually gain weight on diets even though their calories were reduced. He stated, the reason for this is that the brain can actually alter the metabolism in such a way that the calories are stored as fat instead of being burned up as fuel. Now, do you see the importance of changing your thought patterns? The first step when you're feeling down about not being able to lose weight is to have awareness. 
So to help with that, I have an exercise for you. And I know that you may resist doing this exercise, but it can be so helpful with helping you to change your thoughts about yourself. I want you to take three minutes and write down all of the limited thoughts around your body and how you feel about your body. Get it all out. This will help you to get to your root struggles around losing weight and discover what is holding you back from having the healthy body that you deserve and want. You can go ahead and hit pause and do that right now, or you can do that at the end of the podcast episode. Completely up to you, but I do want you to do this exercise. Now let's take a moment to explore the link between food, emotions, and weight. When you're unable to gain control over your emotions that you've just written down, they can often lead to an unhealthy addiction to food. This is what happens when we mix food and emotions. This is why tuning into your mind and having greater awareness is so important. So to determine this, first ask yourself, how do I feel about not being able to lose weight? Some examples from some of my clients include feelings of hurt, anger, jealousy, helplessness, or just feeling discouraged. Once you've identified those things, I want you to look a bit deeper. What's driving that thought or that emotion? You may even need to go back here to your childhood. What was eating in your family like growing up? Were you bullied because of the way that you looked? Did you somehow feel inadequate because of your physical appearance? Now, I want you to follow that with how it's tied to the way that you think about food. In most cases, people's food patterns are driven by their emotions. A stressful day at the office, maybe kids that are misbehaving, grieving the loss of a loved one, or an argument with your spouse. Pema Chodron, a Buddhist and best-selling author of several books on meditation, and if you haven't heard of her, make sure to look her up. She had this to say about emotions. If you allow an emotion to exist for 90 seconds without judging it, it will disappear. Chodron describes this feeling as the hook, as our thoughts hook, line, and sink us. If that emotion, whether it be anger or jealousy, goes on for longer than 90 seconds, it's because you've chosen to hold on to that emotion. Now, remember, every thought that you think causes a physical reaction and an emotional response within you. The average person has 60,000 thoughts a day. Now, 80% of those are negative thoughts. And I talked about this back in episode one. Unfortunately, our brains are hardwired to think negative thoughts more than positive ones. And again, that's why it is time to change your talk track. So here's one thing you can try. And I'm probably going to date myself here, but I'm going to do it anyways. But do you remember cassette tapes? Well, I had Color Me Bad. I had TLC, Paula Abdul. Yes, I had Paula Abdul, huge Paula Abdul fan. I have no shame about that. But I learned this tip from best-selling author and motivational coach Lisa Nichols and in her book, No Matter What. I love that book. That book was life-changing for me in terms of gaining control over my negative thoughts. Now, Lisa Nichols lost 57 pounds in 2015, and she credits part of her weight loss with digging into the cause of her weight gain, which was fear of abandonment. When she dealt with her fear and addressed her pain, she was able to get to a place of healing so that she could release the weight. So I want you to do this whenever a negative thought creeps into your mind, okay? And I know this sounds crazy, but just try it anyways, all right? I want you to hit stop. Okay. This may sound crazy, but press stop on the side of your head. Okay. Even if it helps, you can go further. You can open the door, you can take out the tape and you can replace it with a different track. Okay. You can play I'm Every Woman by Whitney Houston. I love that song. That is my pump up song, by the way, or Roar by Katy Perry, whatever it is, change it to a more upbeat tune. The goal here is to substitute the crap that you've been feeding yourself with positive messages instead. 
Do you wish you could uncover the sabotaging patterns that are preventing you from reaching and maintaining your desired weight? Take my free quiz to discover your diet personality so that you can pinpoint habit-forming strategies that will help you to achieve lasting weight loss. You can take the quiz over at trudyestone.com. Speaking of positive messages, I have a question for you. What story are you telling yourself? If you're overweight, chances are that your story involves a negative body image, themes about food or eating. Of course, if you eat more calories than you burn, it's going to result in you being overweight. However, it's important to get to the thought patterns that are causing this imbalance. So maybe you recognize some of these statements. I've tried all sorts of diets and diet books and nothing has worked. I can't get motivated to exercise. I hate my body. I look disgusting. Or my favorite, weight loss is just too hard. These are what we call themes. When we continue to feed our mind with negative messages, our brain starts to actually adapt to the messages that you're feeding it. It doesn't know how to choose and what to follow and what to ignore. You are the captain driving the ship and you are in control. You can feed your mind negative messages or you can feed it a buffet of positive messages. It is your choice. But remember earlier when he asked you to to write down all those limited thoughts around your body and how you feel about your body? Well, now we're going to talk about how to work through them. To change your body, you need to change your narrative. Every pound and every bite represents your thoughts and habits around eating and your weight. You need to reverse those negative messages. Let me know if any of this sounds familiar. There's a voice in your head that says, yes, I can do this. But then there's that other voice that says, I can't do this. I'll always be fat. I failed at this before, so I'll fail again. So there's a voice in your head that people have not learned to pay attention to. If you learn to pay attention to the conscious and unconscious thoughts, you can manage where they go because they trigger the chemical response that drives behavior. And most people don't understand that your thoughts are like a spark plug. Now, I love this analogy from John Asaraf, owner of NeuroGym, who was one of my virtual mentors that I studied from. He says that one spark can make your car start, but the other one turns the car off. So let me ask you this. Are your thoughts causing you to move forward or are you remaining in park? A great place to start is to rewrite your script. Flood your mind with positive messages and ditch the thoughts and the inner mean girl that aren't serving you anymore. So give these a try. I am happy, healthy, and radiant. I am ready to enjoy my perfect health. I am a healthy eater. I love and care for my body and my body cares for me. I believe in myself and my abilities. Even if you feel the complete opposite of any of these things, and I know some of you right now are like, girl, I am not saying that because I don't believe any of that ish, okay? Now, even if you feel the complete opposite of any of these things, affirmations can be a key way to end despair and shift your mindset. Have you ever heard the, the term, you know, fake it until you make it? That's kind of what we're doing here, okay? So whenever you feel those negative thoughts coming on, I want you to catch, cancel, and recalibrate. Catch the thought, press stop, like what we talked about earlier, or cancel and recalibrate using one of those affirmations. Take multiple opportunities throughout the day to repeat your positive affirmations to yourself. You can even write them on a post-it note and stick it on your desk or on your mirror to develop the habit. 
Repeating these affirmations daily will help to give yourself a confidence boost so that you'll get the results that you desire. They'll also help to change and shape your thinking and your beliefs for improved results. One thing you can try to shift your mindset and gain confidence in yourself is to keep your commitments to yourself. Confidence builds as you keep your commitment to yourself. Now, recently I was listening to a podcast episode by Ed Milet, who is a best-selling author and a business life strategist. I love the way that he thinks. He mentioned that people who are self-confident have built a reputation with themselves that they do the things that they say they're going to do. People who aren't self-confident are people who have continually made promises to themselves that they have not kept. Does that sound familiar? Let's say, for example, like starting a diet and doing it for a while, but then not keeping up with it or saying you're going to get up at a certain time in the morning to exercise and not doing it. So they've developed a habit of not keeping the promises they've made with themselves. This destroys self-confidence. So I hope that you see that self-confidence is an internal game, not an external one once you control this. And you control it by keeping the promises that you make to yourself. You can start by doing simple things. Give yourself one command and one follow through. So for example, you could say, right now I'm gonna drink a glass of water. Right now I'm gonna go for a walk. If you develop that skill and give yourself a command and take action, you've created a brain pattern that you can give a command and follow through with action. Now, what if you did this every single day or every single hour? I'm betting that that would add up to major success and increase self-confidence. Remember, your thought patterns become emotional patterns, which then become behavioral patterns. Our brains pick up on our thoughts, emotional and behavioral patterns. Neuroscience says that it normally takes about 66 days to do this, to go from conscious pattern to unconscious pattern or something that happens without your involvement. So be compassionate and patient and kind with yourself as you do this. Now, I want to talk about some other ways that you can work to overcome a negative body image. Now, I'm sure that you could find tons of things you dislike about yourself, but I want to challenge you to find a part of yourself that you love. And there is something. Now, imagine if you obsessed about the things that you loved about yourself. You're probably thinking, well, I don't have anything that I love about myself, but I guarantee you there's at least one thing. And once you find that one thing, you're likely to find a lot more. So I want you to find something that you love about yourself and let it expand. This will be challenging. Okay, I'm not going to say this is easy. It's even going to feel uncomfortable. But true growth happens when we push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. So take a good look in the mirror and ask what you love about yourself. Have a notepad handy and write this down. You could even write them on a post-it note and stick them on your mirror so you see them first thing in the morning or on the back of your front door so you see them before you head out for the day. You'll probably be surprised by the amount of wonderful traits you've neglected to celebrate about yourself. Take some time every single day to embrace and celebrate the positive parts of yourself. For me personally, I admit it, I have wild, out of control, naturally curly, complicated hair. When I was growing up, I absolutely hated it. And I did everything I could to straighten it. I used chemical straighteners. I flat ironed it. You name it. Okay. I even have like the burns on the back of my, my ears here to kind of prove that. But <laughs> the point is I never left the house without having it straight. Then finally I woke up and I realized how much time and money I was wasting. Why couldn't I just accept what I had been given? So one day I just said, screw it. I surrendered. And now I embrace and I love my curls. 
I also want to say that to love your body as it is, is to truly love yourself. Think about that for a moment. It can be one of the most challenging parts of self-love. Is it idealistic to believe that everyone can learn to love their body? Absolutely not. But this process begins with acceptance. The journey toward body acceptance begins by making peace with yourself. Sure, we all have things about our body we'd gladly exchange if we could. And yes, I get it. You're probably listening to this because you want to lose weight. However, what about things about your body that you can't change? For example, I have a scar on my face that I wish wasn't there, but I had to learn to eventually accept it. So begin by asking yourself, what about my body must I learn to accept as it is? Go ahead and jot it down. It's nothing to be ashamed of. We all come in different shapes and sizes and colors. And this does not make us any less worthy of love and acceptance. So celebrate yourself every day, flaws and all. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please go ahead and screenshot it and share it on social media with your peeps. And of course, make sure to tag me. I'm Trudy E. Stone on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.